Welcome to Zoni Living. We're getting serious about play and laughter today. I'm not sure if we need a mat for this program, but we're going to practice laughter yoga. Our guest is Olivia Vo. She is a heart-centered entrepreneur and founder of Savvy Social Pro Enterprises, where she infuses her joyful energy, humor, style, and savvy strategies for online collaborations and live stream events and productions. Olivia Vo has been studying, practicing, and performing a thing called laughter yoga. She used to match people to jobs as a staffing recruiter, helping them brush up on their LinkedIn profile and bring out their best to get the job they want. But now she goes after their inner child and no one is safe. Olivia's here to enlighten us and make us smile. Thank you for joining us, Olivia. It is so great to have you with us on Zoni Living. Thank you, Bonnie. And I'm here in beautiful Mesa, Arizona, as a result of AATH, the Association for Applied Therapeutic Humor. And it was laughter that brought me to this wonderful organization. Well, I noticed that you are a member of uh, this Applied Therapeutic Humor uh, Association. I've never heard of it before. And you're a, you are certified in laughter yoga. So, so help us understand what that is. Excellent. And, um, oh my gosh, so where do I begin? So I was really searching for new meaning in my life, and I've come to discover laughter yoga. And through laughter yoga and being with other laughter yogis, I got introduced to the Association for Applied Therapeutic Humor. Uh, it's a nonprofit. They've been around for 30 years, and I would never knew this. And we are colleagues from a wide, diverse variety of disciplines in medicine, uh, research, doctors, nurses, educators, business leaders who all want to understand the psychology of humor, the research behind humor, and ways we can apply it to our life and business. Wow. So that is a lot of people, a lot of different levels uh, to laughter yoga. Yes. Uh, how, how, do you, how did you become introduced to this? Through online networking. <laughs> there you go. So during the pandemic, I, there are so many uh, online networking events, and I just stumbled across one of them and got introduced to Kathy Nesbitt, who became my mentor. And uh, she was trained in laughter yoga by Dr. Madan Kataria in India. And he started this movement way back in the 1990s um, because he wanted to find out, is laughter really the best medicine? Wow, good question. Yeah, so so what exactly is this? Do we need to have a yoga mat? Is it anything to do with yoga? No, there's no mats required, no fancy equipment. You don't even need yoga clothes. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's too bad. So. But the breathing, the breathing is part of it, right? Yes. So um, Dr. Madans Katari, he has a medical background as well. And so he really wanted to find out too, does the body know the difference between fake laughter and real laughter? So meaning like laughter in response to something, say you're watching a a comedy movie or your favorite comedian, or could you self-initiate your laughter? And that's what attracted me too to this practice. It's like, oh, I can just activate my own laughter sounds. And, um, you know, he guides us through these different laughter techniques. And in between, we do mindful breathing as well, because you have to remember to inhale. Sure. And uh, have some breath control. And it is a form of active meditation. Okay, I, I like that active meditation. Well, earlier you told me that you you practice self compassion exercise and you like to teach them to others. Uh, it gives them a chance to smile, is I believe what you said, and that made me think um, the need that exists. You know, during the pandemic, 
there was such an increase in depression and anxiety and people feeling isolated. So probably now more than ever, this laughter yoga could really help a lot of people. Indeed, indeed. And I think laughter yoga gained its momentum during the pandemic. So as I said before, Dr. Madan Kataria, he was um, part of this movement way back in the 1990s. And people were searching because of the isolation, uh, you know, because of the isolation and the lack of social interaction, we were really searching for ways to bond. And many laughter yogis formed online Zoom clubs. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And so that was a way for us to, to come together and to learn how to laugh. Um, and as I said, it's all about self-activating your laughter. So you can practice laughter sounds. Ho, ho, ha, ha, he, he. And laugh for no reason at all. You don't need to respond or wait. You don't need to wait to watch a movie or hang out with your friends to laugh. You can just initiate it yourself. And the body is so appreciative of it, too. That is amazing. Well, it's easy to see how you change a mood in a room, change a mood in a person. But I've read that there are some valuable lingering effects of laughter yoga as well. So, so let's talk about the science behind laughing. Indeed. So as a result of um, this new interest now in laughter and trying to understand the, the basis of where it all comes from, I mean, there's lots of studies that's being done. And the one benefit of becoming an AAATH member is that we do have a research board and we are currently uh, curating and vetting all this research material. And one of our most prominent members is Dr. Lee Burke. And so he does, he does a lot of research investigations around laughter and it seems to reduce cortisol, which sure. is a stress hormone. Perfect. And also it stimulates the vagus nerve. So you've got this vagus nerve that's part of your parasympathetic nervous system. And when you activate it through laughing and singing and humming, it really can help to tell your body, okay, it's time to relax. Nice. Instead of moving to fight, fight or freeze. Sure. And so I think, so there's a lot of emerging research behind that. And even Dr. Uh, Burke will say that there's gamma frequencies that will be induced through laughter. And that helps with neuronal activity. And uh, that is what you would experience, too, in meditation. So it's really fascinating to, to be able to understand this. But then also just to know that you've got this tool, laughter and humor. I think that's why I pursued humor studies is because I wanted just to understand in a broader context. Because laughter is just one component. And, you know, to be able to use humor and laughter as a tool, as a coping mechanism uh -huh. and as a way to brighten a positive outlook, have a more positive um, outlook and boost your social interactions. There's a famous quote that says laughter is the shortest distance between two people. Oh, I like that. Well, Olivia, you and I met recently in Puerto Vallarta. We were at a training uh, session that lasted about a week, and it was about speaker training put on by master speaker trainer Arvi Robinson. Uh, she's also been a guest on Zoni Living, by the way. And this was a five-day workshop where participants would learn how to craft their message, get over uh, fears like speaking in front of people, and then actually perform on stage. And we all arrived with different goals and intentions and about what we wanted to accomplish. Uh, you were just fresh off of a job that uh, you did not feel very good about when you yeah. left. It was... Uh, it felt like a very hostile environment, not appreciative. 
And, you know, it was amazing, uh, your transformation through that week. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes. I was coming off of a decades-long career in staffing and recruiting, and I can remember one particular incident where I was super excited to advocate for one of my candidates, and he didn't check off all the boxes, meaning he had never held this one particular job title before. But I built a relationship with him. I just saw his potential come through. And I worked with him over several weeks to polish his resume, build up his LinkedIn profile to supplement the application. Uh, We did technical screenings. I did reference checks. And despite all that, my manager just agreed with me and saying that I embellish the resume from the original. And he didn't seem to understand that you know, where the embellishment came in was I had to rearrange perhaps some of the bullet points to make his resume more appealing and to make him a worthwhile candidate. And I had to stand up for myself to say, you know, I can attest to everything that's on there. And he can too, because we've done the phone screenings, we've done the technical skills assessments, and I feel confident in backing him up. And I believe he deserves this chance. And my manager finally gave in, but also made sure that I had a backup candidate. And in that moment, Bonnie, I just realized that like, wow, my intuition was being questioned. Something that just came so naturally to me to see the good in others, to draw out their potential, to match them to a job, was suddenly being challenged. And I vowed in that moment, I was never going to let that happen again. You know, way to go. And I just <laughs> want to say, it wasn't just your intuition, the way I hear the story. I feel like he questioned your integrity. And, and to, to have somebody do that just goes right to your core. And especially, like I can imagine how proud you felt to be working and to uh, kind of like figure out that jigsaw puzzle, like why wasn't, he had all the skills, but why weren't they matching up? And it sounds like you just put them in the right places where it said, okay, can you do this? And you're like, well, yes, you can do this, but you didn't say you could do this up here where the question was asking. So you were helping him understand how to do an interview basically and how to, (laughs) you know, put out the points at the right time. And uh, boy, you know, I just, I just really applaud anyone who leaves a job or leaves a situation where you're not being honored. Yeah. You know, your, your soul is not being seen. And um, that, that hurts me. It hurts, I'm sure, anybody who's listening to this. We all know you're a woman of integrity. And uh, I can only imagine how hard for that, that was for you. But, you know, I've got to get back to this. So you came fresh off of that (laughs) and and you were already thinking, I want a new career that I wasn't having a good time doing that. Right. So you came with the intention of how do I make my life happy, make other people's lives happy. And I got to tell you, um, if you've I don't know if you've noticed Olivia's (laughs) glasses, but uh, she brings these everywhere she goes. So like I'm wearing some yellow heart-shaped glasses. I have a pair of purple ones and pink ones at home, thanks to Olivia. And uh, everywhere she goes, she just makes people laugh. And we just wear these glasses. Hers don't have lenses in them, which is even <laughs> more hilarious. So it's really hard to be down or to stay in a bad mood when you're around Olivia. And so, as I mentioned, at the end of the week, we all had our heart-shaped glasses. And I think every picture we have from Puerto Vallarta has the glasses in them. Um, but so I will say this too, yeah. Bonnie. Um, since that time, you know, thinking about it, you know, that incident now, like I do want to say thank you to my manager because it was exact nudge that I needed, right? Exactly. To explore a new path for me. And since then, I've just been following my own intuition. 
And that intuition led me to exploring laughter and becoming a part of the Humor Academy. It's a three-year program now that I'm enrolled in to, to understand how I can use humor more effectively. And also now to explore speaking opportunities. And I've developed a uh, forgiveness laughter exercise I'd love to share with oh, you. Oh, let's hear it. Okay. I think that is so valuable. <laughs> forgiveness is one of the hardest things to do, even to forgive ourselves. And I think a lot of us get hung up with having that difficulty to get past us. So get past that. So please share with that with us. Exactly. And it will tie into self-compassion because um, that was one of the biggest lessons I had to learn after leaving the job after, you know, a decades long. I mean, I, my body and my mind was freaking out. Like you're taking this major risk. And now what, what will you be, what will you be doing? Right. And I think um, as much as I'm wearing these glasses for other people, so that they can smile and I can brighten their day. I learned now that, you know what, I'm wearing these for me to honor my intuition, this decision I've made to change my life, um, and to hold that self-forgiveness for me too. So this is a forgiveness laughter exercise that I've developed based off of the Hawaiian traditional prayer of Ho'oponopono. And there's four components of, I'm sorry, please forgive me, Thank you. I love you. So now I'd like to add in some oh, demonstrations. So, okay, sure. All right. So we're going to make the um, the letter S. S? Less, yeah, because it's in sign language. This is the letter oh, S. okay. Thank you. I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> okay, so, so it's just S. more symbolic. So you're making a fist and with a thumb out. So it's the letter okay. S. And we're going to rub it here at the center okay. and say, I'm sorry. Is this where we have a chakra? Yes. Okay. Yep, this is where the chakra is. This is also where your thymus is. Okay. Yeah, and so it's this really good feeling uh, to self-soothe, right? Part of the oh. self-compassion hmm. is learning to self-soothe ourselves as embracing our inner child. So being Love able that. to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Thank you. Thank you. And making the heart shape. Oh, love that. I love you. I love you. Now, do you do this in the mirror? I do. <gasps> do this in the mirror. Oh, I love it. And wait, there's one more oh, component. More. Okay. And just remember, this is your heart. And like a heart that pulsates, that beats, that has a rhythm, we're going to make that pulsing motion. Okay. And we're going to add in a laughter sound. Ha. Ha. You ready? Yep. Impossible not to laugh when you throw enough pause in there. That is beautiful. And so that's a Hawaiian prayer. That is um, a traditional Hawaiian prayer, Ho'oponopono, with those four phrases. And I've learned to add in that laughter because you know what? Every haha, every ripple of forgiveness can be sent out to my former manager, to all mm -hmm. the wrong and hurt that I was feeling, and at the same time being able to receive it back and embrace myself with it too. Oh, that is so lovely. And this applies mm -hmm. to everything. So maybe perhaps, you know, you have felt wronged or judged in one moment in your life. And it's just a way to acknowledge that because I think sometimes in our culture, it's very easy to to want to placate our feelings, right? Sure. We don't want to sit down with our messy feelings. <laughs> Nobody likes a mess, that's for sure. And we don't want to take time to recognize and honor those feelings. So what I love about self-compassion is that you can also allow for the experiencer to come into play. Not just be aware of your emotions and, and what you're going through, but also just have some compassion for the person that's going through it. And oftentimes that's the inner child that appears. Oh, 
That is so beautiful. I really appreciate that. Now, since that time, I've only known you for a couple of months. So <laughs> since that time, you've accomplished so much. You've become a certified laughter yoga, uh, I, yeah, laughter yoga leader, right? Okay. And you facilitate hands-on trainings and workshops for both in-person and online virtual events. And you're available to speak on entrepreneurship, laughter for well-being, and LinkedIn profile optimization. You're known for your ability to connect and energize with groups through your infectious laughter, of course, empathy, and adorable smile. And you also have online programs, and you're getting ready, you're preparing for a TEDx talk. You're getting that yes. all in order. <laughs> so, you know, bravo, that, that, that's, her whole life has changed in just a matter of months. I think laughter has become my way to uh, release, right? All the things that were so inherent in me, like my joy and humor and compassion, and I just never really found it in the job. And now that my intuition is leading me down this path, um, I finally just get to embrace who I am. And that Puerto Vallarta trip was so crucial, Bonnie, because I was stepping into a room full of people I didn't know other than the retreat leader, RV, And for everyone to come up to me to say, how much they appreciated my presence and the joy that I could bring to the group. And I felt like truly in harmony, right? Like finally, Mm, like- Boy, does that um, feel good. Exactly, it felt amazing. Like I was finally being in harmony that I could wear my fun glasses and be my joyful self and people appreciated that. And people instantly, I think people just got it. So now I feel like when people meet me, they just get it. I don't have to do a whole lot of explaining. And I think it's just so remarkable. <laughs> oh, and it's something so that just astonishes me from time to time. So, Olivia, what does self-compassion mean to you? I can tell you first what it is not. <laughs> okay, let's go there. Um, there is emerging research that's being done in which self-compassion is not about self-pity. Okay. Or a sign of weakness. And, um, and it's not really about um, selfishness either. Like taking the time to honor yourself and honoring all the things that you've been through is so rewarding. I think so often we're so quick to dismiss it, right? We can sure. Netflix binge. We can um, eat ice cream. <laughs> At least off, I do. Yeah. Right? Eat ice cream. <laughs> um, you know, we can just find ways to not really honor those feelings, but we can't dismiss them. You know, we have to be able to understand the good and the bad. And nothing really is bad, right? Like there's no judgment there. And so just being able to, okay, be curious and be aware of all the emotions that you're experiencing. And I can tell you when I left my job after a decade long, there was a lot of new emotions that were coming at me Uh and um, feelings of overwhelm and anxiety if I'm good enough, if I'm going to make it, right? As an entrepreneur and change. change All the fear (laughs) and uncertainty that comes with that. Exactly. Because I'm naturally this upbeat, positive person. People expected me. (laughs) Hard to tell. You hide that. You hide that well. (laughs) So people naturally expect me to be this upbeat and positive person. And here I am wanting to be sad mm-hmm. and allowing myself to be sad. Yeah. And yeah. so taking the time, taking the time. That's exactly it, Bonnie. Like we just don't take that time because we're so we're, we're so busy trying to get to the next thing or or being told sure. to get over it. Yeah. Move get, on. get over it for sure. Yeah. People aren't comfortable when we're not comfortable with where we're at at that moment. You know, they want us to snap back and pick ourselves up and move on. And, uh, you know, 
it seems like the right thing to do is to at least allow yourself to feel those feelings, deal with them, and then you can leave them with love and forgiveness. Exactly. So in that moment, I made the decision to take a three-month digital detox. And this is my business, social media. And I've taken a detox. (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds sounds extreme, but it was so necessary for my... um, for my just well-being to have that moment to recalibrate my inner world. Sure. And when I did that, my 10-year-old self appeared. Aw. So my 10-year-old self appeared. I just had an image of your 10-year-old self. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find your picture and I'll show it I'd to you. I love that. So my 10-year-old came forth because that was the moment when my youngest brother was born and he had a medical heart condition. Oh, wow. And so in that moment, it just felt like I had to be the big sister and help out my mom and dad, especially in caring for him and my other middle brother. And so I think when I was making this big decision to be on my own, it felt like that, like I was taking that weight, that burden. Mm. And what I learned about self-compassion is that I can learn to soothe myself, just like when you're a child, perhaps, um, you know, you place your hand on your cheek. And the warmth of that hand on your cheek and you lean into that is so beautiful. And that's a way just Ooh. holding, right? Holding a space for you and just leaning into that and perhaps just patting your cheek gently Aww. or even just like rubbing your cheek in a, in a loving way, uh-huh. right? To remind yourself and to embrace that inner child and say, it's okay. Like you'll get through this and um, you have all the qualities and resources inside of you to get through this. And this is something that I've learned now as an adult, but I wish I had it when I was a 10-year-old self too, caring you know, for my brothers. When you mention that, it's, it's so fun to watch children because they naturally do the things, you know, when children are stressed, you might see them shake their hands or do something like that. And now I hear healers teaching that, you know, to let it, let it go, let it go. And so it's really fun when you have somebody, you know, as, as young and naive as, as a small child and, and for us to learn from them, how, how those exercises are soothing and helping them. Exactly. And with these heart glasses, they've come into play too because I no longer have to wear them for other people and making them smile or brighten their day. I get to wear them and to see myself with loving eyes now. Oh, that is so beautiful. And I invite everyone, you know, perhaps just to find whatever it is um, that could be their version of heart glasses your favorite lipstick that oh. makes you feel a bit bolder and brighter sure. and happier. Um, the favorite scarf that you like to wear, your favorite shoes or your favorite watch, whatever it is that helps you kind of stepping into that and embrace you, yourself fully. Beautiful. Can you lead us with another uh, mood elevating exercise? My pleasure. This is my favorite that I developed just for you today. Oh, fantastic. Um, so often now we are sitting so much, <laughs> so long yes. in Zoom. There's a thing called Zoom fatigue and uh, working from home and remote work culture. Sure. So I want to um, encourage everyone from time to time, take a laughter break. I think that um, laughter takes practice. Really? Yes, laughter takes okay. practice. And so t- have a laughter break, even if it's just for one minute, and do some stretches. So you can get up from the chair and do some stretches. And um, I will demonstrate this to you, but there's a beautiful stretch that will help, you know, your shoulders and your all the back muscles okay. from sitting too long. And we're going to throw your arms up in the air like this. Why? 
Like the letter Y? Y. Y. Do we say it like that? Y. Well, you're making the motion Y. Okay, Y. So I just want you to feel like you're the letter Y, so reaching fingertips to the sky. Okay, I think we've done this in the YMCA song. <laughs> we all know this one. We were dancing to that song, <laughs> yes, in Mexico. Yes, yes we were. But I want to show you all the um, movements first, and then I want to show you the acronym in which you're going to remember it. Okay. okay? So this is Y, and then we're going to uh, bring our elbows down like this, which is w. w. So it looks like the letter W. Okay. Okay. And it's just a really nice back stretch. You feel the muscles oh, in your back? Yeah. Right. So sure. when you've been sitting for too long, this is wonders. Okay. So W, and then we're going to stretch your arms out like this. For the letter T, so now you look like T. the letter T. Okay. And then uh, bringing your elbows close to you like this will be the letter L. How is that an L? Well, from your shoulder. Oh, okay. L. I got an L going on, on both L sides. L on both sides. Okay. All right. I'm a little slow. I'm, I'm keeping up, though. Okay. Isn't it fun? You can make body, um, make letters with your body. <laughs> so one more time. So this is Y. Okay. Y. W. w T, oh, yeah. T, and then L. L. Okay. So the acronym to help you remember all this will yes. be U. Okay, U. Wonderful. Wonderful. Talented. Talented. Loving. Loving. Being. Being. And then just give a giggle. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, everyone in the studio is giggling and trying not to be... <laughs> I, I can see shoulders shaking in the studio. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's beautiful. Well, Olivia, you have uh, really done so much and made so many people feel so good. And no doubt you are in why you're in such huge demand. Uh, we have no excuse to feel down when you watch this again, Zoni Living, or you find Olivia on YouTube. I just want to thank you for being here and brightening our day and giving us some tips on how to keep upbeat and shake it off and do some exercises even at our desk. Exactly. It's a great uh, way to reset. So if you're feeling stressed or frazzled in that moment, take a laughter break so you can reset and pause and breathe. Well, you can follow Olivia Vo, founder of Savvy Social Pro Enterprises on LinkedIn at Olivia Savvy Pro. She's an international speaker booking, speaking, and laughter engagements, and a best-selling author of several books, including an anthology of inspiring letters to matters of the heart, the Cinderella monologues, the impact of one voice, live life in wow, the stories of us, and Ready, Connect, Grow. These are all books, all available on Amazon. And you can also read more about Olivia and Laughter Yoga at FlagstaffBusinessNews.com and QuadCitiesBusinessNews.com. We've heard this before, anything can happen in life. And as Olivia Vo has shown us, we have the power to turn a situation around that's no longer serving us and light up the world when we are living on purpose. This is Zoni Living. Business, Adventure, and Leadership. I'm Bonnie Stevens.